Already recording? I'm, I'm checking. Yes, and we're. I'm checking the levels. Um, oh, okay. Me and Miguel chatting. A <laughs> uh, couple of. Uh, uh, um, ah, whatever. I was going to make a joke that we're like uh, cheese mozas just sitting here having a conversation. <laughs> oh, little fucking. Um, hold on. So, um, just to get back on track, what we were saying was that. And actually, I heard a podcast that kind of connected to this, too. So anyway, the idea that maybe the new remake of X, Y, or Z movie is just as good as the original, that it doesn't matter. And um, I was hearing a guy, he sounds like he's full of it, but he's like saying that there's, um, I think the word is like savant, that there's, um, let me think of who it was, um, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Okay, you know how they laugh at him because it's just like, oh, he's silly in this. He's a sorcerer. He's a right. martial artist, whatever. Um, he's making an argument that Nicolas Cage is a genius because he knows where his limits are and he plays around with them. And yeah, my, you might not see him as like um, Christian Bale or Gary Oldman, like really badass yeah. actors. But he knows that he can reach that level and he's just playing around all different things. But it, it, I, I say that just because it connects kind of to that thing that it's like, if there's an audience, is it ever really bad? And it, I'm trying to avoid, like it feels like we're, we're going to tiptoe around the, um, that we're trying, <coughs> we're trying not to say that the stuff that Tony, my, Tony, you're 18? My 18-year-old uh, cousin likes a certain type of music, movies, and everything. And we're saying that they suck, that our <laughs> stuff is better. But I'm sure that when he's our age, he's going to be saying the exact same thing, and there's newer kids. The problem is, and this is where I think that we're stuck, is that I don't know if society is really going down, or is it that it's always at the same state? Like, yeah, we got stupid people that just pop mm -hmm. out kids and they don't really right. do much but they're, those people are sure always there so and to be honest I think this is all happening because I'm getting older and I'm really thinking about like different perspectives the, where you're just like you can be okay with leaving the whole party like all the exhausted fucking partying and just taking shots and you can leave that behind when you get to a certain age and I think <clears throat> maybe Mishi and I were thinking more of like having kids and settling and right. buying a house or uh, more uh, adult things yeah so since my perspective is kind of shifting too I'm like what if that's really what it is like okay here's another one <clears throat> the world is is really screwed up I don't know what's gonna happen we got Trump, Trump as president, president now but the thing is and this is what's funny when we came back from Japan we're we're at the airport at um, Narita. It's in Tokyo, and then there's some um, English-speaking people, and we're walking by. You know how they have the moving walks? Mm -hmm. So we're standing on the moving walk, kind of exhausted from the long flight. Yeah. Uh, no, that's actually the short <clears throat> one. But we're like, oh, we're we're signing up for a 12-hour flight now. So we're kind of like groggy, and we look at the screen, and it says like um, Donald Trump victory, and it, it, I don't remember if it said something like prediction or that he did win. Mm -hmm. And then we look at the people in front of us, and they're kind of giggling. And then I'm like, wait, he won? And they turn, they're like, yeah, that's what we're told. And they're looking on their phone, and they're like, yeah, Trump won. And we're just like, 
really what and then me and Misha are just like laughing to each other and then I'm like let the let the circus begin and they I got a really good laugh out of them they were all like <laughs> laughing about it but when I came back a couple of the people here were sincerely like freaking out about it like me she was one of them she's like saying now what robert now what all your conspiracy shit and you're saying that all this is gonna not happen and he, he probably won't win and i'm like well like what was the other choice it's like i'm glad that what's her name wasn't she's more right. even more crooked <laughs> at least at least this guy's goofy right and i'm like uh, uh all while they're kind of freaking out and we're trying to have dinner and then they're saying, <laughs> and then they're saying, like, uh, I told them, nothing is going to change much. Like, there's, there might be a couple of things here and there. And granted, I think that I'm being a little biased because most of our family is legally here. Mm -hmm. I think that if half our family was going to be deported, yeah, we'd probably we'd feel a little like bit little like it's worse, more real. Right? But to me, it's just like, I don't know that Obama did spark a lot of um, race debate when he, we felt that it was something positive to get a black president. And it's like, they pretend that you're taking a step forward, but now there's so much race debate and arguments and killings because of the whole race issue. Right, I and totally agree. It, it's almost like the opposite of what we expected. Um, it's kind of what they, they try to do, actually. And by the way, I'm not saying that the president is really affecting it, like by being in office. Right. I think it's more like a show. Like what we were watching, yeah, it's the like TV mind series of America. Uh huh. And everybody, it, it, this is the show that you can't avoid because you can go we everywhere, <laughs> and we're living it. So we might know that it's bullshit, but we're living it, and everybody around the world, like in Japan, they kept updating it. Like Trump, blah blah blah. They're showing the, exactly. the debate area, the balloons, and fucking her, Hunger my, Games. My wife's. Uh, um, grandmother and grandfather both said the same thing they're like when they were watching it on tv in japan which makes it so interesting they said wow it's like a carnival like a celebration like that's so weird you guys are just electing somebody so i got to hear it from a different country's perspective mm -hmm. and they're like you that's guys weird. are really playing this out like a like a show like like it's a big deal and <clears throat> In America, you just see it like, oh, the debates are tomorrow, and the guy's outside with his suit and tie, and he's just like, here in 12 hours, we will decide what America's next president will right. be. Um, and then, um, so they're seeing it like, geez, like it's like a wrestling match. What, how right. come you guys do elections <laughs> like you're doing a competition? It's just like a TV series. That's the plot and everything. So that's up. what I'm saying. That that maybe our perspective is always like maybe our prime is like tony's age like from when you're in your teen years because you're going through puberty you're <clears> experiencing <throat> you're changing your perspective so yeah. then you want to latch on to, to something and the movies that you saw with that girl that you kind of liked in high school that you just asked out and you go to the movies and you kind of brush up and feel her hand or whatever all those moments that were important you're experiencing them through this film so it's maybe it's like attached to it and that's why we're like i think the first ninja turtles is better than this new ninja <laughs> turtles but it's like there's going to be somebody arguing that exact point against you or down the line they're going to see yeah i don't know i just feel that i understand that there is good movies and bad movies but 
if there's always an audience, it's almost like there shouldn't be any bad at all. And goes to right. what you were wanting to talk about more so. But the thing is, I don't know that much about music. So, um, ironically, it's the only type of music that I kind of know. The one that you're arguing, the <laughs> hip hop. Yeah. But it fascinates me because, um, like, the stuff Tony listens to, I can't. I just can't. Especially when they're just like, uh, I, I buy so it hurt like it's just like and it's just the right. same thing over and over <laughs> and it's not rhyming it's a tempo it's like what most people don't realize is what rappers are doing is there's the snare there's the bass there's the drum there's everything oh. rappers are going to pick a certain melody and rap to it and it's like Back in the day, it was more like snare and drum, I suppose. You know, you'd kind of rap with the bass or when the fucking little beat's going. Uh-huh. Now it's like, I don't even I don't even know what... Te- it's like they're not even rapping on a tempo almost. I don't know how to explain it. It's like their frequency is way different that they're rapping on. So that's why the, the whole style... Yeah, that's it's why longer. the whole style of rap is way different. Because huh. think about it. If you rap with like the way the drum hits, you're like... Dang, dang, eight count know. usually right yeah like it's every so often you're putting in you have a little more space in between words so people can actually listen to what you're saying uh-huh. uncompared to like what would be considered drill music or like uh artists like migos the, like you're saying like da 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 like uh-huh. i'm sitting over here drinking my coffee and uh-huh. you know like it's like what are you even doing you're trying to talk rap it seems like almost in a way but it's like you're not even being Lyrical, which I would consider, you know, similes and metaphors, you know, you, you kind of got to put that in there. You're like, oh, shit, like this dude used a metaphor, like, to create this. But do they think, don't seem to use that, I feel, uh, anymore. I don't know. Do you know. think that it, um, okay, first question. Do you think that ads got into the music? Ads? Because I know that, oh, what's sure. the DJ Khaled? Khaled? DJ Khaled. Uh, he has this liquor and every single one of his music videos will have that bottle somewhere in the shot. Oh, yeah. And at, at other times, like, he's, he's literally popping open his own champagne, pouring it on girls, drinking, and everything. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like maybe even in the 90s, it would have been like, oh, you fucking cheap bastard. Like, right? we sell get out. it. You make, an al- you make alcohol. Like, it, I just feel like it, it would be taken that way. It would be a more serious offense then. See, um, put back in the time. But I see it, and Tony listens to that guy and likes him. And I'm like, who's wrong? I mean, he's getting something out of it, mm-hmm. as well as we got something out of Tupac, Biggie. I don't know about you, but for the most part, I, don't, I can't think of a single time where I felt gangster. Yet, or anything close to what Tupac or Biggie have ever rapped about. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't say that I relate, like you're but you relate like to, I guess, like you sit there and you rap it and something about it. So it's, it's not like our connection is really even that true because mm-hmm. now I have held a gun in my hands, but I've never <laughs> like, uh, I've never like shot at anybody or mm-hmm. thought to go shoot somebody. Um, and the songs are just like, I guess it, you want that he's giving a little bit of his experience and then he's trying to paint a picture. I mean, no different than when you're, you're watching mm-hmm. a movie. 
So he wants to make you feel what it feels like to be a gangster, and that's what. Well, that's a, that's another thing too, though. It's like because it we're delusional. Depends. We're all all the, as fans, we're all delusional. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little thing that we're looking overlooking. Like it's just like I like this rapper versus this that rapper. This rapper. Screw yeah. your rapper because he seems fake. Well, they're all fake. It's just we're some of us are blinded to certain things on certain artists. Yeah, I totally see what you mean. But like this is like how I go off rap. I don't really go off like oh shit that dude's cool because he was selling drugs and shit like that. Like. As for Tupac, for instance, he has um, the song, You Wonder Why You Call You Bitch. Uh-huh. So most people are like, oh, damn, he's talking about you being a bitch, which in reality, he's actually talking about this woman in particular that's going around just being a slut, like going to the clubs, shaking her ass off, getting, having sex with these random dudes, and then they treat her like she's a slut, a bitch. And she's always like, why do they treat me like this? So the whole concept of the song, basically, is he's telling you, he's like, it's because what you're doing, your actions are creating why they do calling you what you are. And it's like, there's a whole meaning behind it. Compared to today, Lil Yachty, for example, Lil Wayne, what are those guys to rap about? They're talking about drinking codeine, smoking weed, and having sex on their polo sheets. Like... What, what 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 are you even trying? What is the symbolization there? You're you're just telling me to basically go out have sex before marriage. You're telling me to go out and just use drugs and to get high, and that not even is it just that? You're telling me that it's a fucking cool thing to do now. Well, you're. But you're... I mean, they have that in all rap. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Tupac would be talking about how he'd be sitting there drinking Alize and smoking weed and whatnot. But it was in. He actually had a meaning. But it, there was a shift though to. Some of the rap, they really point out how they grew up in the ghetto and they're focusing on the negatives. And then there's another one, which I feel that there was less of before. And now I kind of shifted the other way. That's that was the second part of that question I was asking. If ads got into it, then it must have pushed something out. And then it became more about let's sell the Cadillac. So Cadillac comes up to you and he's like, hey, I want you on your next album to... (coughs) mention your Cadillac we'll give you the Cadillac but it's going to be in one of your next songs and then you're just like yeah rolling in my Cadillac and mm-hmm. they, they paid their way into your music perfect because it, it feels now at least from my perspective where I don't even listen to this stuff at all it feels like it's more about advertising a- advertising and especially like just getting money from all different avenues exactly. like that's why there's spill uh, the reality game, reality show, um, what's her, Kardashians? They have their own uh, makeup line mm-hmm. and they're selling like crazy and there's just... people waiting in line to buy this stuff. Well, it wouldn't be nearly as popular as the, if they weren't on TV. So it's like, like yeah, fools. I'll go on TV. I'll look like an idiot. Look like an idiot. Catch me crying up a couple times, yelling at, at my partner. And then... I'm going to create this and it's just going to be create. pay off exactly. so well. Um, but is it that, that now it's all about, because that was the thing too, that they're saying, okay, if you're talking about, you want to help the poor girls that have low self-esteem, you want to create this makeup line or you, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're saying, then why is it that you're portraying the opposite? Like, exactly. for example, they, they were Just saying that, that uh, Jordan is a sellout because he's saying, like, he came from the bottom. He didn't really have... And his shoes are the most and expensive it, shoes. It's like, yeah, if you really want to help people that are going through what you went through, Give you want to help... Give shoes out. 
or take your money and or slash your prices in half. Yeah. I'm sure that you you'll make a le less profit, but you're gonna help out the people that so you really want to help. But instead, the rapper will be showing half the stuff might be rented, but he's portraying this image of yeah, yeah he's rich and he's got uh, the got most exclusive hits. things. You guys listen to me around the world, and this turns into what you're looking at when it's not even how they live they their music videos portraying this life of mm -hmm. just beauty and it's a role it's i mean it's an acting an act they're mm -hmm. performing this whole persona yet most of the people listening to it won't live that life because he himself doesn't live that life right. like nobody's Nobody's a got bath, money to just fucking... Just pouring out, yeah, $5,000 champagne exactly. into the jacuzzi, completely wasting it. Like, they themselves, if that camera wasn't rolling... They'd be like, what the why, fuck yeah, are they doing? Their partner, if they were just pouring the champagne down the, the sink, they would be like, what are you doing? Like, right? What about That's our guests? Logical. We're having a party tomorrow. You're just wasting it. They wouldn't do that. But in the video, he's just like right? shooting it everywhere and everything. Um. But I'm saying that anybody, anybody that listened to it kind of uh, gets sucked into that that portrayal, that feeling of if you need masculinity, you fall into more like exactly. the hardcore crap. The, I'm going to knock <clears throat> you out, uh, angry gangster stuff. But who's to say what's right? Because right. Uh, Tony's going to discover where he lands on the the type of stuff that he's into <clears throat> and whether it's plausible to live any of the the vloggers that he watches like all of the stuff that's influencing him he's going to find out where how plausible it is to live that lifestyle mm -hmm. but <clears throat> I wonder if it's like hip hop started and then it just exploded into nothingness and now it's all just hollow imitations of what it was that's exactly how i feel it is because basically what you just described that whole time was the mainstream of rap then mm -hmm. you then you got the whole underground which is what i more listen to because like say there there isn't as many but there still are the few that are actually real like <clears throat> for instance as you were saying the cadillac fucking 50 cent He's like, I got Lamborghini Doze on the Escalade. Like, it's like, God, dude, like, nobody even really, Escalades were brand new then. I was like a $70,000 truck. And then he's like talking about putting like $20,000 into stereo equipment and yeah. doors and all this. It's like, Jesus. But the kids are going to be like, dude, that's, that's fucking cool. I want to Escalade It now. influences so much that supposedly when Harry Potter came out, a bunch of people were buying owls and then... They're like, I don't, I don't really want to hear. And they would just let them loose. And there was just a ton of owls that were on just the streets. On oh, the I streets. thought you were talking about like a pet owl. Like, yeah. Or, or, I meant a toy owl, not an actual no, 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 pet. No. Now no. I see what you're saying. No, meaning That's that they committed weird. to having a pet just because, just because they Harry it. Potter came out this year. And everybody, I want an owl. I want an owl. And then they realized like, oh, this is something real. Like, oh, I don't. It's like we can't deny that it happens. And it's hard to sometimes admit when we're victim to it. Like when we wow. look back and like, like I was saying, like you like Tupac. Mm -hmm. Let's say your top three. What do you like? Music wise? Uh -huh. Well, definitely there's a lot of the old school rappers like Tupac, Nas, you know, Biggie and stuff like that. Okay. But if I was going to go new school now, I guess it would be like. No, those three are fine. Okay. Because 
you've probably heard those more than the other stuff you're mm-hmm. going to mention. Now, really think about how, if a miracle were to happen, how close to any of those lifestyles that they're portraying would you be? Like Tupac's talking about getting in shootouts. Mm-hmm. Like, we all like to seem like we're they're cool guys, crazy. but really, when a gun comes out, like, it gets scary. It, it's, yeah. At that point, you realize, like, all those cool things that the action star does where he runs across and he slides and, slide and goes cover that to cover or whatever. That dude's his pants as he's doing yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, what we were seeing happen to Crystal. Yeah. Like, it sounds funny when I told you, and we were both laughing it off. But, but no, if we were in that situation, we'd be like, exactly. what the fuck did just, did this really just fucking happen? Uh-huh. So yeah. now, now, all of those rappers that you mentioned, they're talking about gunfights. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I, I've lived a good life. I haven't had any guns <laughs> pointed at me. See, that's where I can't say I haven't had that. But, okay. I mean, I've never actually had a gun shot at me but i did have a gun pulled out at me and it turned out to be a flare gun but during the time we all thought we were going to get shot in the middle of the street oh sure. so anyways turned out the dude had a flare gun and we just beat the piss out of him but yeah like i've never actually just oh no that's not true neither i've held guns as well not intentionally going to kill nobody or nothing like that but uh-huh transportation but so how, i guess i've accidentally lived the lifestyle but i never would have if you would have just been like hey this is gonna happen this okay. is going down are you down i probably would have been like fuck you i'm staying home so but it just happened your life that. on this magical scale your life is Tupac, pretty similar biggie imagine any by all means but how yeah. close percentage wise i mean I've done a lot of bad things, so I mean, a good seventy percent. Seventy percent. Yeah. Okay. So like now, me, you know, you're seeing me as more my adult stage, and so like I'm calmed down a lot more. But when I literally look back on it, like I've done a lot of crazy stuff that I don't know if I should still be here because of that. So you have songs by Biggie, Tupac, or Nas that I can really that, relate to. Yeah. That yeah, you you can sing it because you've been at that exact. <laughs> yeah, like okay, then you have more of a right to comment on music than I do. Like, there's literally some verses that I hear, and it makes me like it hits my soul. I'm like, holy fuck! Like, damn, that makes me want to cry. Like, I've been through um, that. I know exactly what he's talking about. Sometimes, well, most of the time, I would think that's manufactured, and mm. that's why. Uh, have you ever seen Bull Burnham? Yeah, actually. Okay. Remember what he says about the music industry. Like, it's it's really just capitalizing on emotions. And yeah. It has to be vague. So it's just like, I love your beautiful hair. You're imagining what you're imagining. More intense. Because they're leaving holes open. All the details. They're just like saying, your soft skin, that night at the beach. And they're being so vague that you can easily cling to it. Mm. So... I really doubt that hip hop doesn't have that. Like yeah. they don't specifically give you certain details so that you can sit there and connect to it. It's just you obviously connect to it a lot more than than I do. Mm-hmm. But that that goes the same like reverse it for any other genre. And the uh, satanic rocker punk music metal whatever guy you're imagining is really connecting to it. Mm. Well, there's also this though like I've even seen things like, like they always have like, 
you'll see a video of these guys hanging out in like the most ghetto of ghetto and that they're just hanging around you know just like they'll even be like middle-aged men that you could tell just lived a hard life and they're just sitting there making a rap like there's this one dude called uh dundada and he's just sitting there with a pen just making a beat and then he just starts talking about like the life that he lived and you're like holy shit like damn this dude's actually like who knows if by all means that that dude's actually lived that lifestyle but like even if half the things he was saying is true you're just like damn dude like but i swear there are just times where you can just sit there and physically like listen to what the dude's talking about there's no choke up there's none of that Uh and it's either that dude rehearsed that his whole life or that actually really happened you know what i mean the thing i i thought when i was listening to only because of the realization, not because of the artist, mm-hmm. um, was uh, Linkin Park. When Linkin Park came out, it was really popular and a lot of people were clinging through it because it's a lot about dealing with emotions mm-hmm. and failing at things and um, misery in general, I guess. But um, you realize that, okay, a lot of the stuff that they're singing about not having choices, not having money or whatever it is, that image that they're saying, is if it's sincere, it's quickly gonna change. Cause I'm like, now that they're popular, their lifestyle is nowhere near. All they can do is hopefully they took notes of all the misery and they could create more art based on that. But now their life is just beautiful. Now they all have mansions They're They got a couple of cars. They travel around the world performing this music. Now everything has just changed. Um, but there is some artists that kind of stay the same where and I don't know it's just based on the little that I come across um, old dirty bastard (laughs) like I heard that I I think I actually saw the MTV Cribs and I don't know how many uh, uh, how much of this is is I'm blind to it yeah because it could all be a a persona that you create and then you just act out like you're something like that but when they go to his crib it was just like a crappy house it's all messy and then he doesn't. He, he has like a PlayStation 2 at the time or something. And he's like, man, I don't even know how to hook it up. If somebody knows how to hook it up, I mean, I'd play it. But I, I just, I, I don't have time for that. And it <laughs> felt like really street and rugged. And it's just like, like he's living he's actually more right like, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, I don't know. And mm-hmm. that's when you feel like, okay, cool. Like uh, Bone Thugs in Harmony, uh, Crazy Bone. He's always talking about... Um, um, gotta call the boys, gotta bring the guns, gotta go. It's all about like, arming up. And he actually went to prison for uh, possession of uh, firearms. And like mm-hmm. he had an, like, a whole a long closet history, yeah. full of guns. So it's like when you hear that, it's, it just it's, adds it's, up. You're it, like, oh, yeah, shit. you're like, whoa, damn. He or really like was. when Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, who became, they came out of the hip hop era where they're talking about getting in fights and fighting uh, gunfights and things and now they're both like on family shows and they're on commercials and they're just complete opposites opposites yeah or even uh um ice cube like ice he cube. still portrays the persona of man i'm gangster I'm hard-ass motherfucker. And it's, it's like but it's like I, i'm sure that yeah in real life it, which isn't a knock on him because in real life, I'm sure you went up like, hey, Ice Cube, I really like your work. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm sure that he seems a really lot more nice. mature right. than what he portrays. So it's also to his detriment, but it's a persona that they created. And it's like when I'm on, on 
Conan or Jimmy Fallon, I have to pretend that I'm still that gangster when I'm like a 40-something-year-old or maybe he's older than that now. He has kids and he's as normal as anybody else, but mm -hmm. they have to still act like they're going with Conan, smoking a joint and doing, uh, running from the cops and doing right. shit like that when it's like... I don't doubt that he's just like a normal guy right. like everybody else. I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> yeah, so there's probably just a hollow shell behind all this, but it works on all of us at least at one point in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're just like in awe, like uh, this music or this mu movie or this show or this whatever is the best that has ever existed. Um it's what makes the world go around no <laughs> because it's kind of just saying that we're all so different that there's going to be art growing in all different directions i saw um there's a youtube channel called vsauce, vsauce. and it's really heady stuff like really uh um like recent discoveries he'll sit there and explain to you in an easy way other dimensions or just really concepts that are really out there mm -hmm. but they explain it in such an easy way and it, it kind of sparks interest in a lot of things uh, I forgot what I, where I was going with that um, I'm trying to think of which video it was that I was going to bring up where are we talking about right now Jesus um I don't know. I, know I kind of had another process video, but that they I was just, on. They just have so many um, videos, and it was one of them that I was thinking about. Let me see. Um, changes your mind. We're talking about music, movies. Um, oh, fuck. Religion's going to chip this too much. I wanted to tell you something about the other thing we were talking about before we hit record. Mm hmm. But that's a whole other conversation on religion. I want to squeeze all the the conversation we have out of the the thing chamber. because I think that there's value in talking to you because I feel that the your environment is so different than us here, mm -hmm. like our lifestyle. Um, yours is a small town, right? Yeah, but you're close to a big town. Yeah, we got quite a big towns within like an hour drive of us and whatnot again yeah. yeah so i'm sure you're seeing a completely different thing yeah like i mean like uh seattle's like what two hour drive for me which i mean it sounds like it's kind of a drive but it's not that bad we're i don't i'm sure you guys travel a lot here but we're used to like you know going out to go places so there's always just maybe this works lifestyle. in our favor because there's a lot of stupid people that walk around playing music loud either on their car or on their phone do you notice that <coughs> that music that's coming out of those speakers is similar to the one that you're listening to at your place well in Washington? actually yeah actually um like what i was saying like you're considering my new school rappers to my old school when i was like which top three like one of my new favorite rappers actually is a uh, his name's mozzie and he's actually blown up a lot, but he's from Sacramento area, and um, he's a, a blood or whatnot. But it was funny, like we were in Tacoma, and I was looking at this car, and there's a song called Blah Da Da, <laughs> and it's okay. like the, basically the sound the gun makes. And this is about as ignorant as ignorant music gets as I listen to, but it's super ignorant. But for some reason, this guy 
he just he speaks to me in ways he's super lyrical but in he talks in a weird way almost you know who mac dre is he was like an iconic figure until like 2002 or three when he got murdered Okay. But uh, anyways, he was like the number one rapper for the Bay. He spoke to everybody. Anybody that partied in that time, they're like, oh, shit, Mac Dre. Like, he was the live dude. So uh-huh. these guys are kind of like a uh, branch off them, and they really focus on him, too. So he kind of created his own music. It was called Thislamic or whatever. So uh, Mozzie goes off that. So anyways, uh, I'm in Tacoma, and we're hanging out, and I'm looking, and I'm buying this car. And... Mm-hmm. I was pretty upset because uh, the dude didn't tell me what half the car had, and it was a bunch of problems. So we're headed back, and we're hanging out near this mall, and I just see these dudes cruising by on, like, these old-school, like, bikes. Like, you know the ones that have the side bags and everything, like uh-huh. the elderly guys drive? And they're, like, these little heavier-set black dudes, but they're just cruising around, and I hear their music just playing loud. And I was what I'm here... Uh, I hear the song blah da da and I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck? These guys are you like... You think it was radio or they actually yeah, had... His actual radio on his on his bike. It was just that loud. But I mean, I do you think she, he was just broadcasting the local radio station? Or do you think it was his playlist? I don't know. MP3 or something? Probably his playlist, I would assume, because I don't hear Mozzie on the radio at all. Like, he's oh, okay. underground as underground probably gets. Like, I'll talk to most people. I'll be like, you know who Mozzie is? And they're like, no, I don't know. I'm okay. like, oh, all right. So like that, that's how that goes. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Like this guy's listening to it. And then when I was in Seattle, those uh, the dudes that I was telling you about, they were acting like they're in Atlanta with their fucking old school muscle cars and whatnot, peeling out. Those guys are listening to Obamazi song. And then later on through the night, like four hours later, I heard these other two black dudes cruising around in their new challengers, like what uh, Junior has, and they're listening to Mozzie. And it, like every time I was just rapping the song, I was like, because oh, it's it, weird, like it's it, getting around here. Yeah, to take it into a stoner route, um, music is traveling like a virus <laughs> mm-hmm. because it, it sometimes behaves that way. You know when you sometimes have a, he- a song that's stuck in your head? And yeah. you're just repeating and repeating it. You're like, ah, oh, I don't know why I'm singing that song. It probably was in the background somewhere, so that's what sparked it. Mm-hmm. But the solution for it, to get rid of it, Listen is... To it? No. It, oh. Well, there's two. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, one of them is get somebody else hooked on the beat, and it goes away, goes from away. for some reason, which is strange that it actually works. Dude, I've noticed that a lot. And if not, the thing is listen to it beginning to end. Because music, just like shows, are a program. You're hearing the sequence of vibrations, and then you're absorbing it, and then the end. It's telling your story, beginning, middle, and end. If you get stuck in the beginning part, you're just on a loop loop. for some reason with music. And if you listen to the whole thing, then it's just like, done, done, the end. And then now your programming just Just let go of that thing. And now it's not stuck in your head. But I don't know why when you pass it on like a virus, it gets out of you and you're like, dude, you got me singing it now. And then I leave and I'm singing it the whole day. And you're like, oh, I'm not even thinking that song anymore. (laughs) So um, it actually reminded me of what we were, uh, where we got stuck. The Mm -hmm. uh, Vsauce video was about music. And what he's saying there is that regardless of what a broad range of music and effects and things that we can do a rhythmic rhythmic uh, performance with, we still tend to stick with what's familiar. So in other words, as hip hop evolves, it might be taking a little bit more from jazz, a little from metal, a little bit from, it's all evolving, but 
if you think of it as a bacteria, it's it's really not growing that much. Like there's always the artists that use old beats and they just wrap over them it. or yeah. yeah and a lot of just like with movies, what they're doing now, it's almost like it's breathing in now where it it turned all its attention on comic books and or, original stories that existed back then that they're remaking or that they're bringing to the screen. Just like um, music does. Music, all of a sudden, all music is kind of influenced off of like Jamaican, like with Justin Bieber with that. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's too late shit. to say sorry. <laughs> Whatever that song is. I think is. I do know that song. And it has like the, the drums and it feel, yeah. felt more like Caribbean music. And that spawned through the whole music genre like a virus. And then it's like whatever people really dug stuck. And then that evolved further. But looking at it that way, I'm trying to remember who it was, but it's one of these YouTubers that, that make really brilliant videos where it's basically a report uh, on sociology and exchanges of, of art. And he's talking about music and he's saying, oh, this song is actually influenced off of this. And he's telling you this in this year from the Caribbeans came these artists. It kind of had a resurgence in New York that kind of spawned into this type. And he's really taking you like I never even valued music that way. But it's really explaining the growth of how it goes. And the song that I remember, remember the uh, had her in the shower. It wasn't me. Uh, oh yeah, Shaggy okay. or whatever. That song was when I heard on a podcast a while back. They were talking about it uh, being really popular in Hawaii, like a year or two before it ever made it to the states. And then I finally heard that song here, and it did. It it's almost like something about that rhythm and beat or whatever is really working on some people. But you could see the wave. It's almost like you can call somebody, like, dude. In three months, this artist is going to be huge. Why? Oh, because I'm seeing it flow through here, and it's going to hit your state in a in maybe next year, and then that artist comes through. Like you can almost so see funny. the influence. This brain. That's like how my town is. It's like uh, I've always basically explained that we're two years behind what's going on here. So every time I come here, and I'll tell them, I'll be like, "This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to hit hard." In and this is going to be the new In craze. What type so, of like, back, fashion? back, 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 everything along those lines. So, I remember when I first noticed it, it was like, I think it was when shuffling and shit came out. Okay. So, I remember I was started shuffling because of Sammy and, uh, uh, fucking, what's her name? <coughs> Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine. So, you know, they liked to, they were the little party girls when they were younger, so I always hung around them and they showed me. Uh, how to dance like that. You knew how to? You yeah, could, they you showed me how to do some shuffling stuff, but not like the crazy stuff that you see now. It was more like hip-hop was mixed into it. It was a hip-hop shuffling. It wasn't how dubstep is now. Crip walk? Is Basically like crip walks, okay. fucking C-walks, B-walk. Basically like all the people that were in that shit was now into dubstep, but this was before like dubstep was a thing, so it was weird. So like it was like almost hood still in a way, in ghetto. And it was, it was cool. And that's when I was in it. I was like, dude, this is cool. Like, I totally feel this. And it was that Mexican vibe. And like, you know how they have their certain instruments no and whatever. There's no lyrics to that? Is it all just No, rhythm? it was just all just rhythm sounds? beat. Okay. So it was cool. So I started doing dubs, not dubstep. I started listening to shuffle music and whatnot and Afro Duck. And it turns out Afro Duck's like one of the biggest producers of music now. I didn't even know that during the time. 
So I'm listening to his music and I start showing Dimitri and Cody and they're like, what are you doing, dude? That's weird. That's never gonna hit here. And it hit. So then I was already prepared and I was like, what's up? I've been practicing for like two years. Let's get this. <laughs> so I just started, that's when I started doing ecstasy and Molly and I was like, fucking let's do this. I'm like about 16. And my buddy Cody and Dimitri now are the outcasts. Those guys are the popular guys. But now because I've had this little crutch of me having family in California, I finally have something to bring to the table. So then I start introducing it to them. And then it's like, as, as, I don't want to sound racist, but it's like the Caucasians got a hold of it. <laughs> the white man. The white man got a hold of it. And then now it's like goofy, weird, wearing fucking Pikachu outfits and shit like that. And it's like, no, that's not what it started like. But that's what happened because it went up to Washington now. And it never And stays, then it changed. Right? Yeah. Now it's... It's a huge thing now. Like, I don't even, I won't even listen to dubstick. I despise it. I hate it. I don't, I don't mean to be that way, but I just, I don't like it anymore because of what it's turned into. Mm. It's like almost how I see hip hop, I guess, in a way. And then it might be my old school part as well, but now I just see it's people doing drugs, getting high, and getting stupid, which I guess was what it was at the time too, but it was more of dancing. It was a, it was a cultural thing, I feel. Like, we were there to dance, and we'd have dance-offs. Now people are just getting high on drugs and jumping in the air, waving their hands. And it's like, so do you think huge all, difference. all genres of music kind of They change, out? yeah. They so they in, they're introduced as something, and they always morph into something else. Something else. else. And that affected. ride down is what The media affects people. it, I should say. So do you a think that affected. if you were into any type of music, Before you would have Before the media the touched it? Uh -huh. I believe I could, yes. Okay. To actually see, I feel that if you were to actually show the cultural parts and what was created in it, uh -huh. I feel that anybody can join any music. Because you could sit there and you'd be with the actual people that are doing it. And you're like, wow, this, you know, I get to actually see why they're doing this. This is cool. But then you see the Americanized version, I should say. The Americanized of everything is terrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a sense. Like, right. we ruin everything. <laughs> I, I fucking hate Americans and I'm an American <laughs> it's just like we just ruin it all like even down to cars to food to music to TV shows like most of our TV shows we steal from other like countries like um, I can't even think of what t The Lion King the oh, Lion right. King, I don't know if you've heard it, but it was a, uh, it was actually an anime in, Japanese, in, ja in Japan, and uh -huh. it was like way better than what we but make But you know it. what, though? Japan does it, too. We were I think at, everybody the, uh, does at it, the airport in Hokkaido, I think, and there was this mall with uh, one of the places to eat. It actually wasn't even the airport. It was just a, a shopping mall, and they had, I think it was called the... Uh, the El Sombrero something and it's supposed to be like Mexican food but you look at the, the you know how they in Japan they always have the displays mm -hmm. I didn't see one tortilla what? like the sides were like it was like breaded shrimp with what the fuck uh, curry rice and I'm like that's nothing <laughs> that's like not Mexican right. food but the thing is though that and I, was, I, I kept talking about this with my wife over and over she said you're still with that but here's the thing People are eating there. People are enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I had some Mexican food. Not knowing that it wasn't <laughs> not Mexican, Mexican food, right? Okay. But the thing is, if I said, 
you know what? Fire that guy. I am, I'm Mexican. I can get you actual recipes. We'll make this legit Mexican food. Then the people going there to eat would probably not like it. Exactly. Because I've taken, I've taken, you know what? I took horchata to her grandparents. They hated it. And her, uh, her aunt. They kind of like more bitter taste, huh? No, it's not even a flavor thing like that either. Because a lot of the stuff that we're used to eating here is so strange to them. Like when my wife came to America, she says it was, she was around Mexicans immediately. She first Japan, then she lived in Mexico and then she came to America. Yeah. (laughs) But when she was in Mexico, she found it so strange that everything had chili. And it's like, it sounds like a stereotype, but think about it. The pelones, the sandias, like every candy, in other countries, it's strange to eat something spicy that's a candy that has chili mixed in. Mm-hmm. But in Mexico, that it's like it's all our candies are tamarindo with chili, with <laughs> and everything is. It's we like gotta that. have bad corns. <laughs> but Mexican, I mean, but Japanese people do that a lot. Japanese people are obsessed with American culture, and they're always trying to copy our style, our food, or or everything. How different is that from us Let's trying to? Exactly. We're going sushi. Half these sushi places, they they're obviously they're right. trying what Terrible. they can, but it's just not the same. It's, you're just trying to imitate something of where this came from, but it's all that. It's all just sharing. Um, I heard a podcast where they were talking about piracy, and they're saying that uh, piracy exists and that. Piracy is a part of learning and a part of expression and everything. If something exists, then there's going to be piracy. And you it's almost like fighting a losing battle because thanks to piracy, you'll have a lot of stuff grow out and art and different uh, music and different uh, things get out to more people. Because mm-hmm. if you set a price line or a barrier it it limits it and it doesn't allow it to grow so from the arts perspective it's like as soon as it's created it should just go out to as many people as it could reach Mm -hmm. instead of just saying okay only people that pay this much or that whatever it is that you're asking of them yeah you're limiting it by doing that because go further deep into the whole into the (laughs) the pot conversation uh, talk is think about it if you can let's say you can put on some goggles right now and everything that was created by the imagination is just going to disappear including these because these are fake they're fake so somebody thought of i'm going to make a similar flower but out of cloth and i'll cover it in some glossy material so you're going to flip a switch on these goggles and everything that's around you that was created by an, an imagination. Somebody thought of it. It's going to immediately disappear. I feel like it's and there'll probably blank. be nothing around us. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I'd be sad because I instantly know the color blue is not going to exist. Dirt, dirt and trees. <laughs> and dirt, dirt and, and trees, trees are, are basically what you're going to see around. It. That's it. Because, and it, uh, Jason Silva, this... this um, um, this guy that researches the brain, neurologist, um, he says that, you know how they're always trying to make the doom and gloom and the sci-fi stuff? They're saying that when we merge with computers, we're never going to die. And that that's like a jail or that's a good thing or whatever, whatever it is. Almost but he like- says that if that happens, that's an exchange of information. 
and mm -hmm. it's not like the human race would die the human race is intelligence yeah. it's still there out there because he says like when you write something on a paper that your idea your uh in your uh the information that you're trying to portray is being recorded onto something that's non-living Mm -hmm. But your consciousness is still in there, your intelligence, your exchange, and it's there for everybody to just read. Mm -hmm. So if our, the human race is meant to evolve into machines, then that's just what it became because the consciousness, the spirit behind it is still a driving force. If we create a machine that's AI and that it thinks better than us and we start creating a whole planet of it and we die off, we are still living through that creation and then that's going to turn into something else and turn as long as that idea that consciousness is still existing mm -hmm. then it is life life is that exchange that knowledge that um changing of of things back and forth um nuts <laughs> these are nuts. really crazy ideas <laughs> dude if you take psychology philosophy philosophy big one mythology like it really does make you think so hard that you feel exhausted like um the big one now that almost all movies and it's getting a little bit old is that all movies are trying to throw in dimensions um even cartoon shows rick and morty dimensions dimensions like yeah and I, I think that it, it's probably like nonsense. Like Inception and shit. Yeah, I think that it's nonsense. They're trying to, they're trying to blur the lines of true science, like stuff that you could prove, because they're saying like quantum mechanics, like yeah, this could be here and not be here. Like the the argument is that the cat, the Schrodinger's cat. So the the experiment is there's a giant box you put a cat inside and there's a device in there that randomly is going to release a poison that'll kill the cat or it's not going to go off and the cat's not it will be fine. Now if you wait a certain amount of time and you haven't opened the box there's two realities that exist. The one where you open and the cat's dead and the one where you open and the cat's alive. Two universes are simultaneously existing so that if you don't open that box, there's two realities. And then when you open it and make that choice, you shift into that universe and the other universe is existing, but it's not connected to yours anymore. So it's really nuts. And it feels like it's the exact opposite of what real life is. Like your exchanges of synapses, brain, your brain going off and absorbing information mm -hmm. is not happening in that other reality. Like the other example is, um, a suicide thing. We get a Russian roulette. We do the, we spin Bullet, the barrel, yeah. click. In my consciousness, we have already, because there's infinite realities, we have gone through that click. And in some universes, I, it, the gun went off. But because there's realities where the gun didn't go off, I'm perceiving it as I'm always alive. So in other words, even if I pull the trigger, it goes off and I died in this reality, you're like, oh, fuck, Robert, what the, geez. In other universes, I'm like, see, I told you it wouldn't go off, and I set it down, mm -hmm. and now my consciousness is in going. that reality and not this one. So it's almost like it's saying that uh, Santa Claus is real or that Jesus 
came and died for our sins. Like it's it's just like any other programming. Only this one's using science to you know, uh, make you, you believe nonsense. You kind of just blew my mind because I just started <laughs> thinking of this new concept of like, what if our conscience doesn't die? So like you were just saying, you just think you died, but yeah, like in this reality, I'm stuck here with my conscience. So I was like, this motherfucker just died, or like Beto, like he's gone, but. No, that was just his body. Like you said, his body just transferred to a new spot. And it's uh-huh. like, ha, I never died, motherfucker. Uh-huh. So it's like we just keep living our life and we're never dying because that reality never really reached us. It kind of starts to merge. You could easily see how it merges with reincarnation too. Mm-hmm. In that, yeah, we're all video game players logging on to this network and we're all playing. Basically And we respawn game. and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick a girl this time. Oh, I'm going to make her jump this high. And then you pop back into this reality and then you live and you're playing with your friends and then you do it again. Because a lot of people make arguments for that, that your soulmate is somebody that you lived another life with and it it's like the people around us and it sounds really out there but the people around you always seem very familiar and they say that it's because you have been living those lives with those people like in another reality that mother spirit might have been your lover or might have been your little sister or your parent in another uh, instance and you're just reincarnating and popping back up but it's like you're all together just learning the issues and trials and, and all the all the things about life that really teach you the way I see it this is where I start to not sound like an atheist or an agnostic it starts to sound like I'm Robert believes in Jesus or whatever. <laughs> and it's the <clears throat> that there's there's something to fate because either I'm I'm really exaggerating and I'm making it more idealistic meaning that it's way too more perfect than than it really is and it's just random stuff happening around you or there's some really strange coincidences because sometimes <clears throat> you encounter somebody that you learn from or that is the exact opposite of what you are or want to be and those exchanges like they strike so much emotion but you learn from them most of the time and Mm -hmm. if you're doing things right and you're paying attention unless the opportunities are just so random and you need to it's almost like threads and to live a good life and to learn you have to catch those threads before they fly past you in life but Oftentimes you find yourself like either experiencing the exact thing you think you deserve or realizing later that it was what you needed. Mm. And it's so odd that um, it could be random things where a family member dying and then you realize like, damn, um, I need to really rethink. Like I could have, I lost time with this person or... um, that's why I'm trying to say that I'm I try not to be idealistic but sometimes it just feels too uh, uh, coincidental to believe and then the more that you try to explain it the more that it sounds like I'm saying that there's a God and that he's kind of like giving you things here and there but maybe it's not maybe which I'm not saying that it is or it's not Um, damn this conversation is blending right into religion like we were saying but um (laughs) It starts to kind of um, sound like, yeah, Robert, you say that you don't believe in God, but you say that you believe in fate. And it sounds like the same thing because 
um, fate is, it's almost like you're implying that there's a part of it that you don't control, that there's something there that is just Some like, magical this thing. happened. And then if you call it God, it sounds like the exact same thing just by changing that word. So it's like God knows what I need at this moment, what I need to experience. When you could take them both out and it's just like you living your life. But we all tell ourselves the story that we need to be convinced. And some people need the Jesus figure that's walking around and just healing people. And others need to call it something different. But all the opportunities are the exact same. The true mastery is to see the signals and be able to react to them when you need to when you want to keep yourself safe or when you want to get that job or when you see or randomly an opportunity landed right on your lap for happiness or growth or whatever it is that you need at that moment and it's not that god is putting it there it's that it is there and you have the opportunity to take it or not it's free will to its true form goes right back to religion it sounds like i'm saying that jesus it gives us free will and he loves us um but uh it's weird because the this religion conversation has been coming up a lot lately mm -hmm. and um with my helper like one of the things it's just like he's like saying a spiritual experience is way stronger than a regular experience and i'm like i just never had it i don't know what what is it and then I was uh, kind of also saying that, <clears throat> why is it my fault if I can't hear it? Like, um, there's actually a part of the brain that lights up when you believe in holy things. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like a virus. Like when you say, I believe in God, your brain is adapting itself to that belief. So in other words, as soon as that concept comes into your mind, your brain is altered and it's like a virus, like a program that changes, changes how you think and see things. Like they even tested, like for example, it sounds kind of easy, but it's a crucifix and they show it to believers and non-believers and they notice that this part of the brain that lights, lights up. up. So in other words, if there's a cross at the entrance of this building and then inside is a priest or a ceremony or whatever, those two people can walk through that building and have completely different experiences. Um, they could be both positive, both negative, vice versa. It doesn't matter, but it's because they're going in there creating their own reality. Um, and the thing is, though, here's the interesting thing, is that it's not like they're hiding it. When you say that they believe, it's because they have faith. Mm -hmm. The definition of faith is believing in something without evidence. And it's like, oh, when you, when you say that you don't believe in it, they turn to you and they're like, oh, it's because you don't have faith. And it's like, exactly. That's exactly what's happening. I need evidence. I need more evidence than that. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you say it, it, I don't know, to me at least, it always felt like faith is like something magical, like... Um, this um, gift that you have where you're just like you, you give into it there's not you like I've any effort there's no effort behind having faith but it really is just shutting down part of your brain like what I was telling my helper at work is I told him 
what you're telling me is that I should stop thinking. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like something somebody in a cult will tell you. Right. Like, just let it happen. Just relax. Like, somebody that's telling you that is not usually not a good person. It's like, that's the person you least want to get high around. Right. It's just like, just, dude, just, and you're like, I don't know, man. And just, dude, just stop thinking. Just relax. It's, it's, it feels so like, right. oh, no. It's like, I feel like, okay. I was going to make a joke. Let's get it more down to earth. And I was going to say, if I was God, but no, seriously, if, if there's God and he's a good guy and he really wants to save you, then why would you be punished for not being able to hear his voice? That's what I've always said. And it's like, not only that, but if I have a student that every step of the way he wants evidence, because I say, um, I don't know, eating healthy is a good thing. Why? Oh, it's because, and then I break down into it. The moment that I stop giving information back instead of, uh, like he wants information and instead of that, I'm telling him like, because it is. Yeah, exactly. Just do what I'm saying. Then, yeah, then there's something there that you're being naive about. You're in danger. And giving into something that powerful without having that mind seems like it would be dangerous or at least you're being rational if you're being skeptical like my friend was giving me this example he said if aliens showed up and there's a hovering metal ship and they everybody's like bowing to them and they're like oh my god they're like gods we will worship them and then you um they come to you and they're like miguel we could read your mind. We could sense that you don't treat us like gods. We want you to accept us as gods. We created you. And you're like, no, why should I? How do I know you did? And then they are, um, they're, they're just telling you, like, it just is. It just is. It's like you keep fighting it and fighting it, fighting it. It feels like you're the rational one rather than the ones that uh, are just, are just it, bowing right? to it. Yeah. So as, as you being in that perspective, the person that's the most skeptical is the one that like is really cautious and he thinks a lot because he doesn't just go with the herd. Yet in religion, it almost seems like those are the people you're, you're angry with, the people that don't believe. You don't have faith. You, don't, you need to have a spiritual you experience. Need you need to Yeah, it's, it's your fault, not religion's right. fault. It's like blaming the teacher versus the student. I'm not saying when the student's a fuck up and he's just not paying attention. I'm saying when the student is just like, I'm sorry, I just, I can't get it. Can you repeat it again? Can you give me a different perspective? And they're like, okay, let's start over. This is how, and then that teacher's really trying. Then if it's something that all other students are getting or some are getting, you can either blame one of two if they're both really trying. It's either the teacher's failing to teach something or the student is failing at learning it. And it's like, it almost feels like it should be that type of relationship when it's something that powerful and that big. Right. While still saying that, uh, I think we were saying this when we were talking, was it at my parents? Um, we don't know what God is. 
that right. God is so much more complex than what this reality is. Like we were saying about salvia. Like when you do salvia, mushrooms, acid, a lot of the really out there stuff, you're getting to experience consciousness altered. And it's mm -hmm. like, who's to say that that's, that's not real or that it is real or that it's whatever you're, you want to feel about the experience itself, it's still an experience. It's still something that I can do it right after you and I'll go, maybe not the exact same thing. Yeah, but I, I'm, it's going to alter me and I'm going to experience something. Like I'm going to see, touch, feel, taste, maybe right. all of those combined on this thing that... It, it, we only consider it not real because it's we it, because we're looking at you and you're just giggling and you're just mm -hmm. spaced out. But um, like with uh, dreams, you might have a dream that you're having sex with your coworker, and then you go to work and you're just like like you're different with them, and you can't help it because you just had sex with them. As your consciousness experienced what it's like to have sex, and they don't click. But it came back as something real, something so real that it made you behave differently around that person. So the result, the imagination, like we're creating our world, the imagination is just that powerful that it could go right out of it. Like remember Matrix? Mm -hmm. uh, Agent Smith, he leaves the Matrix and he comes out to the yeah. real world. It's almost like suggesting that, that just like that thought is escaping that dimension and coming into this one, what's to say that it doesn't kind of do that um and i feel that i don't know is that real or is there the dimensions thing is that all just a thing so that you don't believe in reality because reality is what you're experiencing here and now and through your um, ah, perspective. Yeah, perspective but there is other stuff out there and you can experience it you can do it through meditation through yoga through so many breathing like there's a holotropic breathing is this yeah, thing where you just breathe things. a certain way and you make yourself lightheaded and you can hallucinate from it. Um, and plus that's the biggest fear, right? When you're tripping, it's just like, whoa, what if I never go back to normal? Like normal is the way I see it. Right. Um, reality. Yeah. We've been talking for one hour and five minutes. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Another thing I always found interesting though is like, God. Okay, where did that word come from? Is it abbreviation for something like COD? COD is Call of Duty. Like, what is God? Like, is that an abbreviation for something? How come this one creature doesn't have a fucking name uh -huh. that nobody knows him by? It's just a common name known as God that everybody amongst the whole fucking universe here, well, I guess our planet, perceives differently. Some people see it as a, a, a blue figure with four arms. Some oh. others see it as an elephant with four arms as well, or a Buddha, or and, and we see a white thought, guy. A lot of people now thought, are saying black. Like, the the thought behind it, the 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 script that that God comes with is different too. Because on some of them, it's more aggression towards others. Like I always find it fascinating that. We as Mexicans, for some reason, we hate Salvadorians. Is your dad My dad's Mexican. Oh, no. I don't think we have Salvador. Oh, uh, Carlos' S parents, I think. Cal Carlos' uh, His parents? dad. Okay. My aunt, See, obviously. I, I figured we had somebody that was a Salvadorian. No, but for some reason, like, you can ask most Mexicans, and they have 
bad feelings about Salvadorians and vice versa. It's just a weird thing. Hmm. Um, uh, what were you saying before that? Um, how do we know if God hasn't even oh, stands for anything? Right, so I'm saying that the, the uh, belief behind it also evolves and that some of them are more um, aggressive. <clears throat> um, and then we got into Salvadorian. I'm losing my trail of thought where I was uh, headed to with that. But um, I was basically talking about how oh, every Christians. place has different So beliefs. Christians and Catholics, uh, the big difference is the Roman Catholic thing. Like the Roman Catholic Church was established and now it's a giant thing. And so Christians see that as a negative thing because now it's been filtered through this corporate structure. And um, they just follow the Bible and they just read that. The thing is, is that in the grand scope of it, they're both basically reading and believing the same, same thing. thing. I right. know Catholics believe in saints and everything, but most Christians hate Catholics. It's and right. I always found that fascinating that I'm like, okay, you guys both believe in the Holy Ghost, the Jesus figure and the, uh, the, fun, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Yes, they both believe it. They both believe that Jesus walked the earth. He did miracles, saved a bunch of people, went to heaven, died on the third day, all that. They, they agree on all of that, yet they really... And it's, as far as I know, it feels like it's one way. Like I've talked to a handful of Christian people that really feel negative about Catholics and they openly express it. And this last guy that I was talking to was a little more, um, a little more rational with it. But I told him, okay, why is it that you feel that? And then we were breaking it down. He's like, they believe in demons. And he's saying stuff like that. I'm like, are you talking about the saints? That they're, they're uh, um, making these figures that were in the Bible into actual things to worship? And then he's like, yeah. And, I'm, and he's like, no, but they also worship demons. And that's where I noticed that there's this, I be in a cucuy. Like there's this, this, um, programming that still lingers there and you can see it even in a smart person when they argue and then i'm like explain that to me like what do you mean they worship demons how are they demonic like you're saying that they worship the devil or that they're connected to the devil how is it that they're they're false yeah. where did they lose their way and he couldn't answer that so in other words that's the i've been a cuckoo that's that urban myth that is attached to it and mm. makes them really hate Catholics without even really knowing. Just like us, we grew up, uh, I don't know, I have like this thing that this is kind of where all of this is also sparked from, is that there is feelings that even I get with, when I hear like, oh, this person's Salvadorian or the, this person talks this way and it's just like, that sounds funny. Like just because it's different, different mm. than, than what we what are. What we're accustomed to. Exactly. Yeah. But it's no different. It's like we're like the thing we were just watching, the, yeah, the Black show. Mirror, yeah. where it's like there's programming and they have to, they're killing each other because if they really saw how similar they really are, they would they cause wouldn't. no harm to each exactly. other. Exactly. And it's like that's what you need. You need these giant empires that are just fighting that's each right, other. Exactly. And, and religion is really powerful in that way. That's why I feel like. Um, you know, in Iraq and everything, they're pushing the Muslims. Oh, fucking America, fucking Muslims. Get them motherfucking Muslims. And then, you know, those 
fucking kids are like, dude, my dad was fucking grandpa fucking by the gooks and shit, you know? So they got like that American little racism in their head it's and they weird. just get over there and they're like, ah, fucking kill Muslims. And it doesn't take that much either. Right? It doesn't take much. It just takes you to hurt one of their family members or just some coincidence some little could, thing that happens between that. There's actual evidence it. of that wave and whether the wave is going in that direction or in this direction, meaning that the people that are giving us this idea, mm-hmm. if the media is the avenue that they're using to send that virus through, or if it's the, the virus acting and the media following it. So I don't know if it's going or coming, but mm. during uh, the Cold War era, all of our action hero villains, um, action hero movie villains were Russian. They often had yeah, like Russian a Russian accent and it was Rocky always Balboa. like, uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger, he's <laughs> fighting the Russians. Yeah. Then it slowly started to shift to Middle Easterners. And now that's Whoever very common. Now And now it's almost like a faceless thing. Now we're starting to see more that it's the hacker. That we need to stop them. And it's a secret group that's not tied to any government. Now they're trying to get us to attack the people within us with the black lives, all lives matter. It's bullshit the whole too. race thing. This too, basically yeah. is what they want, is I feel, is because, you know, tyranny. You know, when you feel the government's unjust, you have the right to overthrow it. That's one thing that I talk to a lot of people, and they don't even know that that's a right that we're given here. And they're like, what's tyranny? You tyranny. Know? Or tyranny. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced, tyranny. <clears throat> so I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. But, and then, the, then there are people that are just like, dude, yeah, no, I know that. And like, you know, we need to do things about that. But that's where I feel like they do all these things because they're like, fuck, we can't have them unite in any way. We need uh, to keep them segregated in any yeah. way possible. And they can't be on the same page. And that's where we're always getting you know, this Hillary Clinton, Trump, fucking black lives, this, this, this that. We're this, already always down turning the a leaf. conspiracy uh, rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in a little further, <laughs> a little deeper. Okay. <laughs> because... There's this um, this speaker. She's a really smart lady. She's written a couple of books. Her name is Barbara Ehrenreich. Mm-hmm. And she talks about on this uh, podcast that I downloaded, she's talking about how the tribe, the community, we're all, um, uh, we're all tribalistic. We're all protecting our own and we're all uh, um, growing and evolving. The, that, that's what humanity does. We're always looking to see how to make things better. Mm-hmm. But... Um, there was the the dancing was something like a nightly thing where we would always just hang out and dance and it's yeah. like silly and it's fun, but it did something to us. It it's psychologically like um, connected us more, and then sometimes it would be more like with masculine like uh, battles. So you would play sports or um, compete with other tribes, and then that became sports. That's what mm-hmm. th- evolved into that. that. Yeah. But dancing was something that really united us. And now there's like the threat of, of death, the threat of being raped, being drugged. There's so many dangers. And what does that do? That just squeezes you into yeah. your own little community. Yeah. And you end up dating that person that you grew up with all your life. That You stay really close. And you can just squeeze all the populations down into themselves and just let things go that way for a little while. So... Because they see that, they see the power of the tribalistic nature in us that we like to be connected and we assimilate. Because back in the day when we were in a tribe, 
if you didn't listen to the tribe, if you fucked your buddy's wife, and then everybody hated you and they would cast you out. And now you got to survive on your own through the winters and build shelter and everything. So you would die. So for your own survival, you would adapt to the people around you and you would be connected and that built a strong community where if another tribe comes, you guys are so on point together that you can defend it and you're like a parasite or whatever. It's it's surviving and other parasites are no match for it and it's growing and growing and growing like any natural thing. But you control that and you shift it into like the electronic music, like what you were saying that it... it uh, usually comes in as something and then it evolves, it evolves into something else. else and it seems like a lot of the there's true benefits to Molly and DMA mm -hmm. and they're finding them through therapeutic means like um, therapy couples counseling PTSD they're using Molly and it's actually working and they're fixing their their um, bodies so much that actually the testing for whatever reason it only allowed really extreme ptsd cases they tested the molly and they got really good results better than just like uh cognitive behavior therapy and all the other type of therapies that they use yeah. on it this was a lot more effective even more than drugs so um what do they do is they they're like people can unite people can heal we need to create this avenue for all this molly to be taken where it's hollow and there's nothing behind this so what do you do you mesmerize them with music with loud music with bright lights with effects they're all taking molly and woo mm -hmm. and then i'm not trying to take away from that enjoyment of molly because all drugs are meant to be enjoyed a certain way or another but what if there is some control there where it's like you just pull everybody in one direction and you, you just smother it you just calm it down it's just like yeah have your fun yeah 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 and then you pull them in another direction gangster rap rock exactly uh, all you the different things and all area. it is is just like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. hold on hold on and, and things don't grow and progress wait, wait you guys want to protest but there's a Bone Thugs and Harmony concert over here in Seattle, you know? <laughs> Don't you guys want to go there? Even the protest is the, the actual uh, structure itself. Rage Against the Machine. Mana. Mana sings about late nature. I love you. And it's so peaceful and hippie-like. They... Um, how much is the world getting better by these people? Like the charities that a lot of these people do, they don't go Donate. towards what... Yeah, like the percentage that they donate is so tiny. Like you look up most celebrities and type in charity fraud and you just get pages and pages of shit. That's why um, Clinton and, and Katrina, Clinton and Bush, they were doing uh, like a telethon. Yeah, we're uh, trying to help them out there. And a lot of you people are asking if we should send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Just send your cash. Don't said. you find it? Yeah, there's a video on, on YouTube that you can see. The Clintons and the Bushes are just huge families. Just send your cash. They just do a telethon, yeah. And but you're seeing it, and when you see, when you know what's happening behind the scenes, it's gross that they're like, just send your cash. We don't need water. We don't need children's toys, blankets. Just, just send cash. Your cash will help the people needed. You, and you, when you're seeing that other perspective of it, it's like, wow, that's gross. How so gross. you should accept that shit. It's free. But most charities are like that, and a lot of uh, a lot of the places now, like Petco, uh, I think Petco and PetSmart, but I'm not positive on that. And uh, Panda, when you're at the checkout 
if it's, I don't know, um, $7.10, they'll tell you, would you like to donate the extra 90 cents to the children's hospital? And I don't know if that one's legit or not, but just the fact that now you're making it uncomfortable for me just to pay for a product that I came in here to buy. And now it's like, like the, the pet store one, it's really like, um, it's, it's really pulling on your emotional strings to try to get you to give them money because it says, would you like to save a homeless pet today? They say it that way. And it's like, no, I'm okay. You seem like such a horrible person right. because they didn't ask you, would you like to give us some of your money to this charity that's going to give 7% of it to the actual cause and the rest is going to go into some top guys in, in suits. It's going to go to their bank account. Would you like to give some of that money there? They don't say it that way. They say, would you like to save a pet? And you're like, not this time. And it's like, it, it makes you feel bad because you're obviously spoiling your pets because you're shopping at a pet store rather than mm -hmm. just buying <clears throat> supermarket food or whatever. See, <clears throat> that makes me want to start responding with, can you prove to me how much is actually going to be donated to the pets? And can I get a picture of the animal I But saved? now you, you look like the crazy hippie that walked right. into the store and well, made it, well, everybody. If she comes to you with like a... It's would, you like to save, would you like to save an animal's life? I know, I've noticed that at the uh, pet codes yeah. in my town too. Would you like to save an animal's life today? Would you send me, will you show me a picture of the animal's life I'm saving in particularly? Yeah. Please? I mean, I would like to see. Can I get updates as well? The, I mean, this is what they do for animals. Uh, here's the genius, over there. the genius behind this structure. She has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. She's just going to be like, oh, you know what? All of it goes to it because she's blind. But she doesn't yeah, know the whole Exactly, basis. and it's going to make her uncomfortable. Even if he was a cool person, it's like, dude, it's just my job and they tell me to say this every single customer. Because I've asked them, Panda also does a thing that's really interesting. They said, would you like... Express? No, no, no. They say, yeah, Panda Express. They say, would you like... Um, uh, what is it? Would you like a bottled water or a medium Coke? And, they, and then they say that to the other person. And then they say it to the other one. Would you like a water bottle or a medium Coke? Uh, yeah, let me get a medium drink next person and then I, I go up to it it makes me really curious so sometimes I ask and I'm like do they tell you to say specifically medium coke and then they always kind of like laugh it off and they're like yeah we have to so, right, so that way you coke don't get a is probably paying them mm. to say it and for whatever reason medium like they they did their studies now this is just an automaton like this is a robot that they want that is just going to repeat the same thing over and over so even if you lash out the people up at the top they don't hear your voice there's no if you write an email there's people there mm -hmm. so the people that are uh, uh, making the instrument that we're living in they're nowhere near touching it so it's not like we can turn and say like you guys are kind of getting on my nerves here right your voice is just mute it's like when they say it, like in politics, they say you can complain when you once you vote, you can complain. It's like I always thought of how cool would it be if somebody did a YouTube video where they go to vote and they drop it in the ballot and they're like, excuse me, where's the complaints department? What do you mean? Well, they say you can't vote. Uh, you can't complain until you vote. I just voted and I have a lot of complaints. Who do I talk to? <laughs> right. like, what are they going to say? <laughs> but that's a whole that's... line of complaints. <laughs> 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 this lady's just sitting here all day. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like what they're telling you is that everybody's sitting down playing Monopoly and you're like, uh, you know what, guys, there's more important things. And they're saying, like, shut up and sit down and play Monopoly with us. Like that's what all right. of the 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 cattle the 
the majority population what they're doing they're basically doing that like they're but the thing is that they don't see that it's really a game mm-hmm. like they're just like look how much money i have and you're like uh there's not really value behind that right and yeah it's that money's owed out to countries <laughs> um i think we're gonna get ready to go yeah that's what it looks like one hour and 23 minutes conversation was all over the place so many topics yeah Um, and I popped the ketchup packet or sauce packet yeah Um, okay if you're up for it we could talk some more the religion thing dude Um, it'd be nice if we could get Gabby in on that one that'd be cool religion one but um, when we carpool or something yeah we're going to be walking around the beach and stuff anyways, right? So, yeah. yeah. When we come back. do some stuff. Okay, cool. So, you leave... Tomorrow Sunday. at, like, tw- 9 o'clock, I think. A.M.? P.M.? Yeah, P.M. A.M. But I think Carlos wanted to um, hang out because he stopped by Grandma's yesterday. He's like, I was there yesterday, okay. but well, you guys were there. Well, let's end this one here, though. Oh. Okay, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs>